I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Nothing Impossible on News Radio 1120, KMOX. What happens next happens here on Nothing Impossible. Michael Calhoun. Travis Sheridan. And uh, we have... There, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy this show this week. We have some really awesome people coming in. It's gonna be great because we're talking a lot about not necessarily the high tech businesses, which sometimes people associate innovation with being high tech. We're talking to people that are just getting stuff done and launching things that might be small that could be game changing, though. Whether it's helping people facilitate uh, telling of their stories, or you know making things like jewelry, or maybe getting into some yoga. Or, you know, taking things like music and applying it to special needs children so that they can learn a little bit easier. That's all being discussed today. And we'll learn about some of the challenges that certain members of our community face when they're trying to start a business. Yeah. All of that coming up. But first off, uh, Travis, what's in a name? We've talked. (laughs) We've talked about. (laughs) We've actually. It was a field trip, I think, we took to. Two projects, the Foundry Project and the Armory Project, the old factory and the old armory along 6440. They're all being redone, but uh, SLU's heavily involved in, in, in that uh, redevelopment area as well. They're building a new hospital on Grand Avenue. The steel's already going up for that one. So they want to know, what should they, they want to cr- name this district. We call the loop, the loop, you know, we call Cortex, Cortex. Well, I've also heard as, I've heard the Foundry referred to as like, Cortex East a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Is it just the St. Louis Innovation District? Can we just suddenly get away from pockets of regionalism and just go massive regionalism? The Prospect Yards, Mm -hmm. the Grid, the Circuit, and the 1818. So, of those, I love Prospect Yards. Mm -hmm. I like Yards. But Prospect Yards, I think, would sound really cool for something on the river. Like that North Riverfront area. When I think of yeah. yards, I think of you know, yeah, Boston Waterfront or something like that. Yeah, I like the. I, I hear you with that. Uh, everything else sounds a little too techy, too tr- like it's trying too hard. Uh-huh. Like the grid, like it sounds the wire. <laughs> like, uh, uh, but I like the idea of prospect because just of, call it the district, the district, and I, yards. Uh, I don't know. It, it evokes something old and stable. Right, mm-hmm. And when I look at what the landscape looks like around the armory and the foundry, especially driving up and down 6440, when you're driving through that corridor with each of them flanked on either side, you realize like this, this is just old stuff that will suddenly look really, really cool and really new. It's not like you're dropping new construction into a stretch and trying to fabricate a cool district. You're just, we're working with what we have. Yeah. So you have a chance to uh, vote on this until March 12th. You can go to slu.edu, and the new name's going to be announced on uh, March 20th. And speaking of these districts, uh, there's another one that we've we've talked about, 39 North yep. in Creve Corps, the Plant Science District. Uh, they've just gotten a whole bucket of money to work on planning when it comes to uh, being pedestrian friendly and that sort of thing, trails and building that into a district. We're talking about 
uh, the area where Monsanto is and the Danforth Plant Science Center. Yeah, and they they have so many great uh, assets that are out there right now. You just mentioned two of them, the Monsanto campus, the Danforth campus, Bridge Park building, uh, the Helix Center, which is off to the side, but it's not really built for connectivity. So uh, they do need some infrastructure just to just to connect people, right, so that they could wander and meander and, and serendipitously collide with each other while sitting outside. And we've talked about the importance of most people think I'm just probably think I'm just going to work. I'm going to sit at my desk. But the environment you're in, we've heard from CEOs who've moved to Cortex and to 39 North that the environment you're in is important. It stimulates that creativity, but I also think it creates the sense of community, which is really important. Yeah. Well, let's get into uh, some creativity, stimulating some creativity up next. Yeah, we're going to talk to uh, the folks that are behind this new firm called Creo, Latin for creativity. We'll be back. Now, back to Nothing Impossible on Kangam OX. All right, welcome back. Michael and Travis with you. You know, St. Louis is known for its big brands. Uh, We have a lot of big brands. You look around the skyline, just even outside of Bush Stadium, you can see, um, you know, large corporates that have a presence here. And all of those big brands um, usually go to big agencies to do big campaigns with big budgets for big impact. But because this shows nothing impossible, we talk about innovative approaches to things. We are going to talk with uh, Darren Jackson and John Alexander, who, who are trying to disrupt this area of big to have maybe small but not changing the level of impact. Is that pretty close to right? You guys still have an impact, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing to uh, disrupt how people communicate their message. So one of the big focuses that we have, um, so so we say we're a creative agency. So we really stay away from like a lot of the advertisement side of things or like the social media management. But we do like uh, creative strategy, working with companies, um, coming up with new ideas to like create campaigns to reach new demographics of people. Um, and so uh, a good example, I guess like John could talk about, but one of the projects he was working on before was with Vess when he put together the St. Louis May campaign. and um, Oh, you guys are responsible for the St. Louis May campaign? That guy. Yeah, oh, that's brains. been all over the, the place. Brains. People have loved that. <laughs> Congratulations, John. Appreciate it. Appreciate now, it. Yeah, John, uh, jump over to the mic. Tell us a little bit. Uh, sorry, Darren, I just kicked you out right away. Did you see how that, uh, exactly. You see how I pass that off? I knew. <laughs> you you I knew. mentioned a successful project so quickly that you got us excited. <laughs> Yo, wait till project number two. Yeah, John, <laughs> tell, uh, tell us. So a lot of our listeners, especially, you know, St. Louis loyalists, understand vests, no vests. Mm-hmm. See the beautiful bottle that's over. Over, uh, near the old football uh, dome. Yeah. Uh, what was your involvement in the in the vest campaign? Uh, so it started off with basically uh, just social media content for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, um, and that was going really well. Um, and I kind of came up with an idea of I have a, a, a bunch of really dope friends that you know do cool things. So why not use this platform to kind of showcase them? So pitched the idea to them for a docuseries. Uh, they were with it, you know, from the jump. And I just reached out to my friends, set some shoots up, uh, just really relaxed with it, shot them, and then put it, pulled it all together. And what did Vest think about it? Uh, they loved it. Um, uh, it's been a, a lot of good feedback from everybody that watched it. Um, they gave me a lot of creative freedom, so that's really important, you know, as a creative, mm-hmm. just kind of like let me do my thing with, you know, minimal guidelines and, as long as I didn't do anything too crazy, you know, they were with it. Yeah. That seems to be uh, the new trend in marketing. It seems like companies telling stories about the people who use their products and about the passion they have for what they do and not necessarily just saying, hey, our soda's good. You should drink it, you right. know, in a 30-second commercial. It's right. about not even just telling them telling stories, but 
these brands even providing the venue for their mm-hmm. customers to tell stories. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's uh that formula is what we want to bring into Creo um to start telling more stories like that and you know telling more organic stories that involve brands with everyday people because that's what people really relate to, you know. We want to kind of like make this a, a every man's kind of, you know, content consumption. So and women's and, yeah. and women, and yeah. whatever. Shout out yeah. to the women. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, you mentioned Creo. That's the name of the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds a uh, little Latin, right? Mm-hmm. What's right. it mean? It means to create. To create. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, this is radio, so people can't see who we're talking to, but you are two African-American gentlemen. Young, yep. strapping. Young, <laughs> strapping black men in, this, in the studio today. Uh, but your agency is also almost predominantly or... Uh, Really made up of young black creatives, right? Yeah, right. for the most part, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and why? Why was that? So, first of all, I'll say it's important because you have uh, movies like Get Out, and you have mm-hmm. uh, movies like uh, Black, black Panther, Panther. Oh. That, are, that are just killing it financially. <laughs> like, yeah. like there's a lot of like black talent is generating really good product. Yeah, but it's not like you are creating this agency or this this company just to serve black brands, right? Exactly. So, talk a little bit about that and why it's so important to have uh, black creatives together. Yeah, so like one of the biggest things is one of our values and philosophies is that we really believe that diversity is the key to innovation and disruption. And so um, as we went and looked at a lot of the agencies locally, even though they're doing a lot of incredible things, um, a really cool nonprofit uh, called Continuity that um, put out a put out some data that they basically researched how many African American or how many um, uh, minorities are in. Um, working at these creative agencies and they found that less than 2% um, are actually working at these creative agencies locally. And so for us, it was kind of like, yo, but there's so much talent here in St. Louis and a lot of our friends were leaving. And so what we wanted to be able to do is like really create a platform where not only could these creatives have um, opportunities to be able to work and do what they love for a living, but then Um, but then also be able to have the creative freedom and vision because we don't want to just hire them to hold cameras. Like we want their ideas to come out. So, um, that was kind of one of our biggest, uh, yeah, kind of one of our biggest goals with starting the agency, um, is really celebrating those, uh, the creativity within, within our community. I see the uh, St. Louis Hop Shop logo on the side of your hat Amen. there. Amen. Shout one of my, out. One of my favorite retail yes. places to go shopping. This is why I wear it, <laughs> FYI, because I love being a walking. I told them I want to be a walking billboard for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys provide the opportunity for like a small business like that who normally might not even think about going to a marketing firm or something like yeah. that, provide an opportunity for them too? Yeah, they're that they're, they're pretty good at with it. Like their marketing is pretty dope. They, yeah. They've been working on, um, and it's cool because a lot of the younger guys who are coming out, like launching their companies have the, uh, the, the brain for marketing already because they're millennials and they grew up in this mm-hmm. digital world. Um, so they get the power of it. But yeah, so we are talking to like smaller brands and like Kickstarters and startups to basically be able to work with them. And coming soon, there may be a collaboration between Creo and Hopshop. Nice. Oh, boy. <laughs> Approve? Oh, ooh, that would be way too nice. Uh, well, you know, Michael mentioned it, and then I heard it heard, heard it Sorry. a couple other times as well, this this idea of the agency or the, the brand, the company, giving minimal direction but a lot of freedom, mm-hmm. right? Uh, here's what we want to accomplish, but we're not going to be so prescriptive on how to accomplish it. Uh, John, you referenced that a little bit with the VEST campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has caused that shift? Because that's not how it used to be in the past. Right. It used to be, 
I want the logo to be this size, this mm-hmm. color, this font. Go. It's like more order takers. Yeah. You know, here's an order. Go do it. As opposed to here's a strategic partnership. We want your brain. What do you think caused that shift? I think what caused it is is these companies realize that these people are creative with or without them. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like it's like they they can go like. The power is in the hands of the creative right now. They can go anywhere and create their work and, mm-hmm. you know, be praised for it. So why not why not overhaul your brand a little bit and not stick so closely to it and come out with something, you know, original and organic and something unique um, rather than trying to force what you want to do onto them. Um, and, yeah, like I said, just the, the power is in the hands of the creatives these days because we have the access to the, um, you know, learning how to do things quickly. We have access to the tools. It's a lot cheaper to get a, a good quality camera. You can get on YouTube and learn a lot of things. So it's just a new day, a new age. They discovered Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, they discovered they found Wakanda. Our, they found our vibranium. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, how has St. Louis treated you guys? And uh, in terms of, I mean, we know about the startup community mm-hmm. and the small business community here, but... Why start this in St. Louis as opposed to especially some mm. of these other cities that that grab the headlines for having all these hot startups and that sort of thing? Yeah. Um, I'll I just jump in real quick because, first of all, St. Louis is home. Um, and it took for me to leave for college to, to appreciate what St. Louis is and come back and see everything that's here. Mm. And I know so many cool people that do cool things. I know, like, all the cool businesses here. So... Why not empower all the homies, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Empower them and, and teach them you can do this with, with these resources and, you know, just build up from there instead of, like, going away. And, Darren, you uh, you spent some time on the West Coast, um, yeah. spent some time in L.A. Uh, you did a successful Kickstarter for uh, a music career that you and your wife had. Mm-hmm. But why come back to St. Louis and, and really launch this here? Yeah, one of, the, one of the biggest things, I guess, for us staying here and doing this here um is St. Louis is like, this is a gold mine right now, especially for like talent and for passion and for creativity and innovation. Because like people who have nothing to lose are the most disruptive people in general. Mm -hmm. And so like our community doesn't have the access or the opportunities to express themselves creatively locally. So they do do a lot of projects out of town and in New York and LA. And like a lot of us do do business like that. But what we want to do is like find a way that that can stay local, that we can make St. Louis also a beautiful place for everybody to live and um, and do it in a way like I said, like you said earlier, like we're not looking at organizing uh, minority creatives just to work on minority type projects. Um, No, we're looking at like organizing the people who haven't been reached and who haven't in the untapped market to be able to leverage that, to be able to create content that people haven't seen yet they just haven't experienced it and the reality is is that we all say oh yeah like the cool stuff in la is in this stuff in la is innovative and chicago is innovative and new york is innovative but the reality is is that there's a lot of people in st louis going out to those places finally getting embraced for their ideas and bringing that stuff to life and so you see stuff like blavity kick off which is like a million dollar company now and it kicked off in st louis um from a young black creative so i mean we just want to be able to see that opportunities for people to stay here and bring St. Louis to life. All right, we have uh, John Alexander, Darren Jackson from Creo. Uh, how do people learn more about what you guys are doing? Other than you know, come by either Venture Cafe sometimes because Darren's always there. I know you're really working on other stuff too, but you're, yeah. you're there, part of the community. 100%. Maybe run into you down at the hop shop uh, since 100%. you're wearing the lid all the time. <laughs> but if people wanted to engage you, uh, you know, and get to know the, the firm and the agency a little bit more, how do they get in touch? You can go to creo.agency 
Um, so that's C-R-E-O dot agency. Um, and that's our website. Uh, currently, um, we're doing some updates, but you can send us your email. You can ask us um, if you have any questions, if you want to connect with us. Um, other than that, um, you can follow John on Instagram at Chill Season. You can see some of the new uh, videos coming up um, and some of the projects we're working on. And John, are you a videographer? Yeah, a filmmaker and photographer. Nice. All yeah, right. Very cool. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you for coming in. Appreciate, Appreciate you it. having us. Yeah. And we'll be back on Nothing Impossible to talk more about innovation because, hey, it's what we do here. And there's a lot going on, especially as, as it relates to women in startups. We'll be back. Now, back to Nothing Impossible on Kangam OX. Welcome back. Michael and Travis with you. We've talked uh, especially a lot recently on the show about Brazen and the work they're up to in St. Louis. Travis? Yeah, they uh, they just concluded a nice event uh, on Saturday. It was their Be Seen brunch, which I had the honor of being one of the judges for. So it's uh, very nice to spend some time with that team. Uh, but they are doing so much to really drive not just entrepreneurship as a region, but really driving uh, women-led entrepreneurship and women-led initiatives. And we have a collection of uh, women-led entrepreneurs in the studio right now. Yeah, definitely. Let's find out about the, because I want to hear everybody's pitches, what you guys are up to. But first, let's hear about this Be Seen Brunch. Mindy Mazur from Brazen is with us. And explain what this is all about. Sure. Well, thanks so much for for having us today. Um, so the Be Seen Brunch is a great collaboration. Um, as you know, Brazen St. Louis is a nonprofit here that is focused on helping women entrepreneurs grow their businesses. And we're very excited that more and more women are opening businesses. And in particular, women of color are opening businesses at a quicker rate than their counterparts. The bad news is that, unfortunately, only um, what's even more discouraging, rather, is women of color received only 0.2% of all venture capital funding over the last five years. Wait. 0.2%. All right. So what, like, because we're trying to really figure out where the decimal point goes, we know it's a problem. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So because I don't, tiny... think really, I don't think it's really that <laughs> exciting to say, figure out if it's... Is it a hundredth or a tenth? It's less, it, yeah, yeah it's that's less than that's 1%. too small. It's not enough, right? That's right. Okay. It's a yeah. tiny sliver. Wow. And so we want to do something about that here in our region. And one way that we are going about doing that is with this partnership. Um, Brazen St. Louis partnered with the Hispanic Chamber, with uh, Christy Jackson of DK Solutions, and with the Balsa Foundation to put together this event and lift up women entrepreneurs of color in the region. The event um, was uh, supported by a grant from the J.P. Morgan Chase Foundation, which we certainly very much appreciated. They helped make that happen. And the event uh, was one where we wanted to make sure that we were connecting as many women entrepreneurs in the region as possible with resources to help them take their businesses to the next level. Mindy, whenever we spend time talking to you about Brazen, the word connecting comes up a lot. Yes. Uh, why is that so important? I mean, does that connection lead to more investment in these businesses? What, I mean, does it lead to less failure? Why is that connection so important? Well, connections are important all around. And when we're talking about women, in particular women of color who have been typically underrepresented and underfunded, being seen and being heard is very important. And that often starts with relationship making and being in the same room with the right people. Well, why don't we go down the microphones and do you each want to introduce yourselves and talk about what you're, should we do the pitches now or should we just do a quick, you know, who you are and, and what your experience is? No, no, is? you know what? No. Let's get the pitches. Get right like, the pitches. These, these women are wired for pitches. Right oh, yeah. Like, let's, we can talk about the other stuff later, but uh, yeah, let's, uh, who are you? 
and give us your pitch. Okay, you're looking at me, so I guess I'm first. <laughs> you are first. <laughs> yeah, so my name is Shayba Muhammad. Um, I'm a jewelry designer. I've been working in jewelry design for the past four years before I decided to launch Manal. Manal is a brand of contemporary brass jewelry on a mission to celebrate women. So the jewelry is exclusively made of brass um, materials that I resource locally. Um, I design everything in-house and at home, and I'm just looking to scale my business. Okay, I'm going to interrupt before because I want to dig into some of these businesses a little bit. But sure. uh, do you sell? Is it traditional retail, like it's in boutiques? Are you selling online? Tell us a little bit about like how you get your jewelry out there. Yeah, so it's a it's kind of a mixture of things, which I feel like is important for startups is to kind of test the waters in a lot of different areas and see what kind of like sticks. Um, so I'm in a few um, locations uh, locally. Uh, I'm also doing, I have my website, I'm on a few different platforms online as well. So it's kind of a mixture of all of those things. Great. All right. Uh, who's next? My name is Brittany Hill, and I'm really passionate about building connection and wellness in communities of color, specifically the black community. And I do that through yoga. So I am the founder of Backtrap Yoga, which is St. Louis's first trap yoga experience. What is? Can you tell us what trap yoga is? Yes. Yeah. So for some people who are listening who may not be even familiar with what trap is, trap music is a subgenre of hip hop. Um, and so trap yoga basically utilizes that genre of music in addition to other genres of music for me, mm -hmm. which makes it backtrap yoga. Um, and we that I curate a playlist that um, includes those different genres of music. And th that's what we flow to. You're just like stretching to a beat, right? Basically, <laughs> right. yes. Yeah. Yes. Stretching to a beat. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and how has that been received as you've been rolling this out? And what, is, what are some things that you've learned about it? It's been received really well. Um, I thought that people would enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of skepticism at first because people are like, okay, so I thought yoga was relaxing. <laughs> and I know how I feel when I listen to trap music. And I, I'm not really relaxed there. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm usually getting, you know, really gassed up. So it's interesting to see how it really can work together. And what I found, um, which has even surprised me a lot, is that so many people find it to be a transformative experience. And I think by using music that they are relating to, that they understand, that they're comfortable with, that they're familiar with, it allows them to relax and let go in a space that may be unfamiliar for them. Like a lot of people that practice with me have never done yoga before. And so putting them in an environment that makes them feel more comfortable and at ease and with familiar things to them makes the practice a lot easier to participate in. Well, have I'm you sure, done sure. yoga before, Travis? Uh, no, I, there, I haven't either. I'll no. see you guys at the next why class. I'm standing yeah. is because... I can't. I have no flexibility right now, so uh, I need to go do some. <laughs> we trap can yoga. work on yeah. that right now. <laughs> well, what what I wanted to mention is that you know, so many whatever the business is, whatever you're getting into, the question is, how are you going to be different, right? Mm -hmm. How are you going to disrupt an industry? So one of the ways to do that is to take these things that don't seem to fit together, jam them together, yeah. and be like, that's not going to work. Yes, but I got your attention, right? right. Mm -hmm. So has that happened? I mean, there's these things that seem very separate. Has it really caused? good confusion in people's minds? I think it has. Um, I think it's sort of sparked this, oh, so that's a thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when you think about yoga and what that looks like to you, a lot of people call up an image of their mind of like a 20-something, mm -hmm. probably white woman in some designer stretchy pants with her green juice, you know, bopping in the sunshine, hitting it. And that's not what yoga is. It can be that. But it can be so much more. And so a lot of people are realizing, oh, like people of color, like I didn't know that yoga was a thing that could be for me. Yeah. So it can be. 
and this is really great and I like it and let's keep doing this. Um, and I, so I think that those realizations are, are really important and they're a thing that people didn't really expect. Well, you know, just un- up until a couple of weeks ago, people of color didn't know superheroes could be for them either. But. Right? Wakanda <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. forever. <laughs> All right, we have one more. Who are you? What's your business? Give us the pitch. Hi, my name is uh, Felice McClendon and um, I am a special needs mom on a mission. So every day, you better believe I wear a cape (laughs) and um, because it it takes a lot. But I I will say this uh, back in 2011, um, when I saw Congresswoman Gabby Gifford, you Mm -hmm. know, and she got shot in the head. That was before people were getting shot every day. And the world was watching her recovery. Right. And so I'm watching her on the news and I'm fascinated while her head is still bandaged. She can't even speak very clearly, but she can sing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even back to Britney's original point. Um, music is so powerful in that her neurologists then are, they're like on 60 Minutes, Diane Sawyer, I don't know, but mm-hmm. their neurologists get on and they literally explain how music therapy is stimulating a different part of her brain. So, you know, I'm a new special needs mom. I'm like, if it's good enough for the congresswoman, it's good enough for my kid. Find me a music therapist. But at that point, I started like looking for every single neurologist, epidemiologist, whoever ologists that I could <laughs> find and like help me make this work because we know music can do a couple of things it can increase speech duh the Mm -hmm. apple alphabet song and it can um reduce agitation you know it it, it definitely has this therapeutic and clinical value so um at that point i was like that's it i gotta develop like the equivalent of pandora for patients of course Mm. i can't i won't license it that way my business is called soundscript uh because it's like a prescription with music but Mm. um the idea is that we know that music again has clinical benefit and then a lot with technology again when my son came out I think he was born with a tablet in his hand like literally I was like ouch what's that and a tablet yeah. fell out but at any rate I was like there's got to be t- production away. methods are really changing I don't even think we manufacture these days but, right, right. but I, I was like there's got to be a way to use this even better so you know the idea of that parents who have special needs kiddos and for autism that's like one out of 45 but if you just even get out of one diagnosis, one out of six kids kind of has a little something where you're freaked out. You don't want your kid to freak out and having those meltdowns in public. If there's a way to help people to just get through the day, we know music can do that in a guided way that is therapeutic and that really gives you, um, you know, behavior that people really can appreciate. This seems like it's like the 2018 version or it's got like science and data behind it. But the old let the unborn baby listen to Beethoven, you know, pull up the classical Mm -hmm. music. Yeah. And so this seems like it's it's taking that a step further it's and adding science to it and yeah definitely yeah I, I mean because i think everybody you know believes in the idea that you know baby einstein you mm-hmm. know we all went out and oh you need to listen to classical but the back to even britney's point that you need it, to listen to trap <laughs> it, it might be. It de- I mean, my kiddo is definitely like the he's. The beats will get him going. Yeah. The beats will get him going there. So it's just a, a wait. How do I Pied Piper my kiddo? And so some yeah. of it is genre related preference, but then there's a whole nother piece when the uh, music genome project, which was actually Pandora's uh, first research, when that first came out, they really came up with all these tags like if you like this, you'll like that, and it's mm-hmm. like beats per minute, rhythm, blah blah blah. I'm like, what's happening with the neurological 
tags that are happening. I believe we can add neurological tags. So I need to know what's happening in the brain at the point where you've decided this is what brought me back down to peace. And mm-hmm. that, and it could be trap music. I mean, we need not limit it because sure. for each person it's going to be different. But to create this customized but still clinically sound, um, you know, playlists, if you will, but so that we are using artificial intelligence to do that for each user. I know it's possible. And I'm working with an amazing team of researchers at Washington University that have just been amazing. And I'm so very thankful for them and Brazen, of course. I, I do want to say this very quickly. You know, in the 60s, the Kerner Report uh, LBJ authorized like this kernel report that talked about how, you know, there were these uh, ridiculous disparities between black people and everybody else. And um, then someone just recently has authorized a new study. And what it shows is even though we have this much more education, we have houses, we have all these other things, the gap the gap mm-hmm. is still there. So that yeah. point, however many zeros to get to the two that you mentioned, that's <laughs> less than, you know, 2%, like that's real. And so if it weren't for opportunities like this so that we can be seen and be heard, this is what's so very valuable because it really, you know, gives us an opportunity to say there's a lot of um, innovation happening and, and it's going to benefit everybody. Well, you know, I when I moved to St. Louis, I'm from California originally. I, I first moved here and everybody said, the thing about St. Louis, it don't, it's an old boys network. Or they'll say, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Like So this idea of relationships and relationships being the levers that are necessary to advance career or industry or what you know, lifestyle, whatever it might be, those have always existed, but they've existed in one select group, which is generally uh, white male professional uh, and what I love about what I'm hearing from each of you and what we've heard from Mindy is all you're doing is using the structures that exist, but getting more people to play in that sandbox, right? Mm-hmm. More people participating in that. Mindy, uh, you uh, you come from a bit of a political background, some communications, a lot of strategy background. How are you applying all that to what you're wanting to build out for Brazen St. Louis? Sure. Well, um, I like to think that I take a little bit of everything. Um, when I put it into Brazen St. Louis, I've been on the job about three and a half months now, and it has been a whirlwind. Um, my vision is to really um, make Brazen St. Louis the place for women entrepreneurs in the St. Louis region and to grow our membership and make sure that we are providing the types of opportunities and the types of business-first programming that really does help more women take it to the next level. So um, part of that is... Um, you know, communications. Part of that is event planning as per this weekend. (laughs) Um, Part of that is a little bit of outreach and organizational background too. So I think it's a nice like potpourri of my background and an exciting way to advance a mission that I'm very, very passionate about. And one more question for you guys. Was there any kind of, because starting a business for anybody is like, you take a deep breath and especially if you're like quitting, you know, a full-time job and jumping in feet first. What has that been like for you guys? Was there, I mean, what was it like, especially in the beginning, thinking, all right, I'm going to do this? Um, It was, to me, a combination of circumstances and kind of figuring out exactly what I wanted to do in my life. Um, I was actually living in Chicago at the time. I was working as a visual merchandiser, kind of focused in jewelry. Um, But circumstances happened. Um, I was forced, kind of forced to move home, which ended up being, to me, it was like really stressful at the time, but it ended up being a huge blessing because it allowed me to um, kind of figure out what it was that I wanted to do and decide, okay, 
you know, starting a business, doing jewelry design. This is what I want to do full time. And I was fortunate enough, which, you know, not a lot of people are, but I was in a situation where, you know, I had family supporting me and everything and I could kind of take that leap. What about for the others? Um, So I had sort of fallen back into a yoga practice and it was really fantastic. And I'm thinking, God, this is so great. Everyone should do this. (laughs) Like I go to this drop in class on Sundays. It felt like my whole body had been to church and I'm like, Black people need this, and I need to bring it to them, so here's what I got to do. And I I went through my teacher training, my 200 hours, and afterwards, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start teaching. And I started teaching here and there, but was still working full-time, and again, like Shabal said, there were just certain circumstances in my life, you know, personal things, and I kind of realized I'm either going to do it or I'm not going to do it. So if I keep kind of plugging along, waiting for the right circumstances to arise. And this is perfect here. And this is perfect here. That will never happen. Oh, the perfect time to start a business, right? Never. It's never. Let us know when that is. (laughs) It is never. Yeah. So now. Exactly. exactly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, I'm going to keep waiting for this to be perfect and fantastic, or I'm just going to jump and do it. Kind of said, what the hell? Mm hmm. Find a building, sign a lease, let's go. Well, well, we're not quite there yet, but (laughs) still working on that. But I mean, you know, you kind of just, you jump and it's like, okay, it's time to fly now. And you leave that full-time job and that security. And I told myself, though, that when I create space for the opportunities to be present, they'll come. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have the space for it, it's not going to exist there. But when you create space and open up for it, stuff started happening. I was like, well, okay, look at that. Mm -hmm. And I just keep going from there. It's scary for sure. Like a little bit of encouragement can go a long way. Such a long way. Such a long way. And like Felisa, just this opportunity here um, that Brazen's providing the platform to be able to be seen and be heard, which is so important because I think so many women entrepreneurs, especially of color, we have so many rich stories to tell. We have so many innovative ideas and businesses that we want to bring to the table. And being able to share that is, it's invaluable. So here we go. We're all jumping. (laughs) Okay, so true story. Um, when two entrepreneurs get married, and my husband uh, also on that side of the business, he we he, we have a funeral home mm-hmm. together as well. And so um, with that, two entrepreneurs kind of have to like you go first and I go second. So I got <laughs> I got next is what I'm, yeah. I've already called it out. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if you got kids and you know, like, and one of them special. You need insurance. So mm-hmm. I still have my day job, but I really I kind of live this um, life where I have presented myself as who I am. Mm-hmm. I will. My full time job is my full time job, but my full time job will always be to be a parent to my children. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I walk in and shamelessly acknowledge mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing. And I give as much self disclosure as needed. But I'm advocating everywhere because, mm-hmm. again, for me in the space of supporting um, young people with special needs, like we know they have a voice. And so much of this need to, you know, kind of couple it with music is about enabling them to find their voice so that, you know, people we've got a, you know, to go back global really quick, we've got a workforce shortage issue. And so if people are not thinking about the, you know, making sure that there's capacity building for minorities mm-hmm. and, and, for special needs groups of people, 
then we're going to look up and who's going to run stuff. Like Mm -hmm. we need to make sure we are training the next group of leaders to take over. And that happens now. So the sense of urgency is real. And I work on my business every day. (laughs) It means, um, you know, I probably don't get enough sleep but what is that what is that like who needs that but you know thank god for coffee so you know i'm still working both ends but it's a beautiful experience well let's take a quick break we're going to come back and chat a little bit more uh, about brazen about women entrepreneurs and what they're doing in the st louis region uh so we will you'll listen to some commercials we'll come back and we'll keep talking on kmox Now, back to Nothing Impossible on Kingdom OX. Welcome back. Michael and Travis with you talking with Brazen about some of the great stuff they're up to, Travis. They are doing great stuff. They, uh, Again, I always like to put these disclosures out there. I'm on the board of Brazen St. Louis. That does not mean that I am biased. Well, yes, it actually means I'm 100% biased. But I am also biased because they're doing really good work in the region. Mindy, we are uh, up against it. We're running out of time because we've been flowing so well. Give us a little bit of a snapshot of like how people can get involved in Brazen. Sure. I'm happy to. So Brazen St. Louis, um, right now we have been working really hard to make sure that we have the um, business-first programming that um, really helps our entrepreneurs take their businesses to the next level. We do that through volunteer mentor sessions that we call Power Hours. Um, folks uh, who have a specialties in accounting, IT, legal, uh, marketing, et cetera, can volunteer to be Power Hours mentors. Um, we're also all, always looking for new members. So if you're a woman entrepreneur out there, um, sign up to, to be Brazen. And our website is brazenstl.com. And we look forward to helping you out. So if I need some jewelry or I want to get into a yoga class, well, I mean, where do, where do we go to get more information about what each of you are up to? Sure. So um, Manal, you can find online at Manal.com, and that's M-A-H-N-A-L. Um, or you can pop into one of our uh, local retailers, which is also listed on the website. Great. If you want to find out more about Backtrap Yoga, you can follow me on Instagram at Backtrap Yoga. You can also visit the website www.backtrapyoga.com, B-A-C-K-T-R-A-P, Yoga, Y-O-G-A. Awesome. And this is going to sound cheesy, but like my son, who is connected to his technology at all times, just call me. If you, <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. 314-498-5656. I'm, I'm really building an army of other parents because we are stronger together and our voice can be heard. And so join me on this journey. There are, again, amazing scientists who are supporting this work and it's going to happen. What's the name again of the project? Soundscript. Soundscript. Yeah. Awesome. Thank Thank you you all so much. Thank you. We'll do it again next week. We'll be back. More local innovation next Sunday on KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 